Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. From the corner, Barry. Rick Barry has not missed a free throw against Washington. Now it is Barry. Back to Clifford Ray. Goes to Rick Barry. Golden State getting that ball moving. Intended for Barry. Barry, look at that pass. Rick Barry, look at that shot, would you? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Barry wants to make a move. There's a Barry. He's got his shot. Hey everybody, Rick Barry here. Yes, that's right. It's time for me to bring in the surf man himself, my partner in crime, Cyrus Satch, is here in the Rick Barry Show. But boy, do we have a lot to talk about. The world yes. is screwed up right now. I mean, the world has been screwed up for years. And now the NBA is getting just as screwed up as the rest of the world. <laughs> that's not surprising. Okay? I mean, these guys running around with the kind of money that they make and, you know, options for $37.5 million for Kyrie Irving. And he said, I'm going back, and I'm not going to give up that kind of money, I guess. But did you realize this? <laughs> he has a clause in his contract that if he gets traded, he gets an additional $5 million. Oh, my God. So so the talk is he's going to L.A. I mean, for the last hour, all the talking heads are out there discussing where he's going to go, what's going to happen to Kevin Durant, what's going to happen with Ben Simmons and doing stuff. And so all of the speculation, and that's all it is, folks. It's speculation because nobody has any idea as to what the hell is going to happen. The only one that has <laughs> any clue of that are the people who are at, on the teams that are doing the negotiations or talking, which is going to actually be starting as we're talking right now. Free agency is open, okay? So they're able to give offers, and we'll probably have a lot more news coming along down the road. But we're talking about it now just as free agency is opening, and it's going to be a very interesting next few weeks here in the NBA to see where some of these players wind up going. Boy, there's a lot of big decisions that have to be made because we're not talking about a couple of million dollars here, folks. We're talking about crazy amounts of money. As I said, $37.5 million for Kyrie. And then if the trade goes through – well, he gets $42.5 because he gets $5 million from the Nets because he got traded. So, yeah, I, I don't know what your thoughts on that. I mean, I and then then Kendrick Perkins coming up and saying, well, it wouldn't surprise me if he both got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant go to the Lakers. I mean, seriously. I mean, uh, one guy on the show said, if that happens, he says, I says I'm going to retire. I'm off the show. So it's always interesting to hear this. Why do you want to talk and guess? It's just the guess folks. We're trying yep. to be freaking straightforward here. Cyrus and me just yes. being like, you know, I, I felt like almost calling the show NBT squared, right? Nothing but the truth. Okay. <laughs> all the freaking truth. The truth is this is BS. I mean, that's all it is. It's BS. It's using time to talk about something that you really don't have any clue about. Well, I heard from this and I heard from that and I heard from this and this might happen and this might happen. Who the hell cares? What it happened to talk about. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Here's here's my first question to you. Right now, a lot of this is all speculation. We're recording this on Thursday, June 30th. It's a three, just a little past three o'clock right now, Pacific time, a little past four to your time, Rick, and call beautiful Colorado. Do you think Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving fell out? A favor with each other like I, I that's a that's one of the first things that perplexes me because Kevin Durant clearly made all these important life decisions so that he could play with his buddy Kyrie Irving now he wants to get away from Kyrie Irving do you think the bigger plan is he wants Kyrie to come with him wherever he goes or do you think KD finally just said I'm sick of your bullshit I'm done with this what are, what are your thoughts on that 
Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Well, I don't know if we'll ever know because you never did get a definitive answer as to why the hell he left the Warriors. So what makes you think we're going to get an answer to this as well? And because he was talking (laughs) actually very nicely about Kyrie prior to Kyrie making the announcement that he's going to stay. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, Kyrie's staying. You figure, okay, they're going to be together. They're going to have a chance to do some stuff. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. And, you know, they're going to have Ben Simmons and blah, blah, blah. Looked like things are going to be great for next season. And now, boom, the monkey wrench is thrown into the freaking, into the motor. Uh, you know, I don't want to be here. You know, I want to trade. So I, here's the thing. If you're the owner of a team and you're paying that much money to somebody, somebody can have enough balls to actually stand up and say, hey, you know what? I'm paying you a lot of money. Get your ass in your uniform. Show up. We're going to play. You want to make a damn fool of yourself and not play at your best? That's up to you. And if you don't go up and you give your best and you don't act the way that we would like you to act and everything, we're going to suspend you. And so you'll lose a lot of money that way too. Just take some, take a freaking stand. Will one of these owners take a freaking stand and don't let the the inmates run the asylum like Will Chamberlain said, God rest his soul, in his last book. And this is what's happening. The inmates are definitely running the freaking asylum right now. Have some guts. Just the same way that I've talked about before. A player, Ben Simmons, you can't do that. Hey, you know what, Ben? You're going to have to learn to shoot underhanded free throws. Oh, I don't want to do that. Well, you know what? Then you're not going to get freaking paid. Yeah. Because you're an employee. I'm telling you, this is part of your job. This is what you have to do. How in the hell will they let these guys dictate what they want to do or not do when you're paying them that kind of money? I'm sure you folks that are listening here in your job, can you imagine you walking in and telling your boss, hey, you know what? I want to go. He'll say, well, there's the door. We'll see you later. I mean, seriously. We know it's not the real world in sports. It's totally different, but it is somewhat similar. And one of the things is, is that you are an employee. The person paying you is your boss. Yes, sir. He has the right to tell you what you should be doing to represent his company, to earn the money that you're being paid. You should never be allowed to say, I'm not going to do that. And we hear it all the time. I'm not going to do that. Well, then good. I'm not going to pay you. (laughs) No, there is a lot of, I'm going to do what I want (laughs) so far. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And this leads to another question I'd love to ask you, Rick, is Kevin Durant has decided to make this trade demand, which has thrown the NBA world in pure chaos right now, simply because a player of his magnitude, wherever he goes, it's going to have a ripple effect, right? And the trade that's going to go into whatever team acquires him, there's going to be a lot of moving parts involved with that. Uh, Kevin Durant has expressed reportedly that he wants to go to the Phoenix Suns and maybe the Miami Heat. If you're the New Jersey, uh, New Jersey, if you're the Brooklyn Nets, do you adhere to Kevin Durant's uh, uh, demands in terms of the team or do you do what's best for your team? Kevin Durant's request be damned. Well, it gets back to what I just talked about. I know, I know. That's I know, but that's why I'm asking. Like, so do you just tell Kevin Durant we're going to send you what we want to send you? That's nice. And if somebody there can give us something that's the best for our team, we'll try to do that. But the bottom line is, we're going to do what's in our best interest. Since you don't want to be a part of our team, and you know, 
take it and shove it up where the sun doesn't shine if you don't like it. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, I'm serious. This is such bullshit. I mean, I can't even stand to hear about this stuff that not only are you going to say, I don't want to, I'm asking for a trade, but I don't want to go to these teams. I mean, you know what? The owner, do what you can do for your team's best interest. You own the yep. team. It's got great value. He's screwing up your team mightily by wanting to leave. And what are you going to get? What is Miami going to have to give up to get Kevin Durant? And what does that do to the chemistry of that team, which has been a very good basketball team, came very close to getting to the finals this season? Mm -hmm. What happens to that team? Who are they going to have to give up in order to get Kevin Durant? Does it make sense for them to do that? There's so many unknowns here. There's so many decisions that have to be made. Same thing. Phoenix, what are they going to do? Get rid of – you're going to get rid of Booker? Who, I mean, what, who are you going to get rid of down there? I mean, seriously, what's what's the deal? You're going to get CP3 for a year or whatever? I mean, exactly. there's so many things that have to be taken into consideration. God only really knows how long it's going to take. But the bottom line is I'm with you on this one, Cyrus. The owner and the general manager need – if they're going to do this and decide that, hey, we're not going to tell them, no, you're staying here. Bottom line, staying here. You know, hopefully you got enough pride that you're going to go out there and play your best and not make a fool of yourself, which I think he would do. I don't think any player is going to go out there and make a fool of himself and not do that. He would lose any endorsement deals. I mean, people would lose total, complete respect for him if he did that. Yeah. And so put him on the spot. Let him put him on the spot. But if they decide they're going to make the move, you make the move that's going to be in the best interest of your team to keep your team at a high level of, of being able to perform and getting players that can hopefully make up for the loss of a great player like Kevin Durant. And I'm not taking anything away from Kevin Durant. I mean, you know, I think he's one of the greatest players in an anomaly. Never been a player like him in the league. And certainly if he goes to your team, he can help. But can he help your team be a championship team if you have to give up too much to get him? Right. You're absolutely right. I, I, that's why I just don't see how Phoenix can work. I don't even see how Miami can work. You know, the only team that, that – uh, uh, you know, because I've been paying attention to this chatter for the last hour. And by the way, Rick, just from the time we started recording this show to now, which has been what, like six minutes, there have been uh, there's been a lot of news. And I'm going to drop all these while recording the show today. And I'd love your reaction to all this. But before I get started on this crazy news that's dropping, and there's a lot of it, I think even Rick, you'll be surprised by some of it. Um, New Orleans seems like the most logical destination for Kevin Durant, just because the the, the Nets can get Brandon Egram back. I think that, and you can get maybe some draft picks back. I think Kevin Durant can be happy being on a contender. Uh, that's what makes the most sense to me from from first impressions. Does that make sense to you? Well, but the other thing there is, is what are you going to do? What what are you going to do with uh, with the injury prone star supposedly that was supposed to be there who hardly ever freaking plays anymore uh, for the New Orleans Saints? I mean, you know, Zion. I mean, the what's going to happen? <laughs> you know, the Saints. I mean, I, I, they should be, but he should okay. be the Saints for the in New Orleans. Yeah, no, I, know. I mean, it is the Saints. The Saints should be praying for that team, actually. So <laughs> it's one of those things where, this is, as I said, the decisions that have to be made, and and before they even do decisions, they got to decide like, what are they doing with him? Okay, are they going to give him something kind of an extension? What are they going to do with some of the other players they have? Where does it all fit within the salary cap? Are they willing to do what a Joe Lacob was willing to do with the Warriors to go ahead and exceed the salary cap and pay the fines and everything and wind up with a championship because what they did turned out to be the right things for him? So we just have to wait and see how it plays itself out because there's too many things going on. There's too many things yeah. we have no idea what's happening. We don't know the inner workings of the teams, where they are with the contracts of these other people. So – it's way too early to speculate where in the world he should go. I mean, I just said, I just like to see some owner sometimes say that, but say, screw you, man. You, I have a yeah. concept. you need to play here. I just love to see that happen just once. I mean, seriously, I remember when it was happening back with the Nets. This is the Nets back when they were in New Jersey. 
and Derek Coleman was involved doing stuff. I mean, I would have called a, a, a meeting if I was the owner or the GM and brought him in with his agent and said, here's the thing there. We have tried to do everything possible to get you to conform to what we want for this team that we think is going to be the best thing. And it seems as though you have a different agenda. So we know that you would like to be traded and whatever. And we'll see if there's a team out there stupid enough to take your lousy attitude. And in the meantime, where would you like your check sent? Because we don't want you to show up. Okay. You're no longer a member of this team. and You will no longer play basketball unless we can find someone dumb enough to take you off our hands. Now, I would love to see that happen one time before I die. Seriously. Just stick it right to the freaking player. Because the bottom line is these players all want to play. And they all want to make the big money that they're making, I'm sure. Absolutely. Here's Okay, I'm going to drop a lot of news. Oh, sorry? Wouldn't you just like to see that happen once? Once, yeah. Of course I would. Yeah, absolutely. And and we might. It depends on how how the Nets uh, decide to move forward with Kevin Durant. Um, I mean, I think if there was the the ideal situation, just my opinion, would be to trade Kevin Durant back to the Oklahoma City Thunder where it all started. But that's me. Uh... Here's some news for you. And I'm going to reel off a lot of stuff. First piece of news, Jaron Jackson Jr., who is actually an important member of the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, he's their starting power forward, oftentimes plays center. Uh, was a difficult matchup for the Golden State Warriors. He's going to be out for four to six months. Ooh. This just broke. Uh, he underwent surgery to repair a stress fracture in his right foot, meaning he probably will not be back until Christmas, somewhere around there. So, uh well, at least he's getting it done, you know, relatively quickly. Uh, yes. I mean, certainly if that were the case, I would have hoped that he would have gotten it done as soon as he got eliminated from the freaking playoffs. Unless he did it and they finally <laughs> diagnosed what it is right now. But that's unfortunate for him. It's unfortunate for for the Grizzlies. That'll hurt them. He was definitely he, – he played really well for them. I agree with you. He was a tough match. Yeah, so he's going to be out for a while. Uh, the Lakers are emerging as a potential landing spot for both Kevin Durant and – Kyrie Irving. That's I imagine that that was according that was according to Kendrick Perkins, who actually is, I guess, the whole new. I mean, he's become the new uh, man with the crystal ball. I would I never guess. just to clear, no. I would never quote him as a source. Uh, this is now coming from Brian Windhorst, who I also don't have a ton of respect for, but he is a LeBron's buddy. Um, you know, he has been a reporter for a long time. I guess that answers the question of Durant and Irving. Uh, you know, having a falling out. I guess they still do want to play together. Um, but I imagine that trade would involve Anthony Davis, probably Westbrook. Um, let's say for the sake of argument, let's say the Lakers do somehow pull this off and they some, suddenly have a triumvirate of LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. That's a title contender, right? Are they a legitimate threat to the Warriors? Your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I mean, they, they beat the Warriors before when Kyrie and LeBron were together, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it would be very interesting. I mean, if KD went as part of the two deals, they would be a very tough team, I would think. Uh, Agreed. But then again, last time I checked, they still play with only one ball. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, so there's a lot, creates, of, a lot of news going on. So again, that was from Brian Windhorst. Uh, your next uh, fascinating nugget, and some of these are fascinating, some of these are not, but Nikola Jokic has agreed to a five-year, $264 million super max contract extension to stay with the Denver Nuggets, the richest deal in NBA history. Good or bad? I love him. Yeah, Sam. I mean, that's the crazy kind of money. 
You got if, as long as you have him on your team and he stays healthy. If you're smart enough to put the right pieces around him, you are going to be in contention. That he's a hell yes. of a player. He just knows how to play the game. He can go inside. He can pass the ball. He's unselfish. He can shoot the ball. He can shoot the three. He can shoot the mid range shot. Yeah, I mean, if you lock up a guy like that. But then again, if he's unhappy next year, he's liable to ask for a trade. <laughs> He's going to make a trade, man. Another huge contract extension, the Phoenix Suns and all-star guard Devin Booker are finalizing a four-year, $214 million super max contract extension. Booker is also going to be on the the cover of the most popular video game for the NBA, NBA 2K23. A good extension. I love Booker myself. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, there's another really good young player that's, you know, proven that he's worth it and just the kind of money that's being paid to guys. It certainly is going to make it a lot more difficult for Kevin Durant to hope to get over there when they're paying that much money to Booker. Because if you're the Nets, then again, if you still have Kyrie Irving, what are you going to do? You don't need Booker. I mean, seriously, right? right? So, I mean, that's why I'm telling you about all of the different facets of of what might happen, what could take place. I mean, you can just speculate and speculate and speculate. That's all it is. But I just say it's very simple. If that's the case and they put that deal through, that makes it much more difficult for Kevin Durant to get his wish to possibly go to Phoenix because I can't imagine who else are they going to ask for in a combination of players that they think would be great enough to help them help the nets out all that much, unless it's a lot of draft picks, other things like that, that they might throw into the equation. But if they kept Booker and they got Kevin Durant and they, and CP three stays for another year and he's not one of the guys, I mean, who knows what they're going to ask for? That's why I say there's too many variables here. You could speculate yeah. and guess and, just and that's all it is. It's just a freaking guess and speculation. So we'll we'll see. But I do think that contract throws a little bit of a monkey wrench in for Kevin Durant's hopes to go to the Phoenix. Well, I, the, the what I'm understanding is if the trade happens between Phoenix and and the Nets, and this is all purely speculative, but it's apparently DeAndre Aiden would have to agree to a sign yeah. and trade. Mikhail Mikhail Bridges, great defensive player, you know, decent three point shooter, but that's the extent of his of his limits. So that's a ceiling, certainly. Uh, would be included. Jay Crowder, I think, is going to the Miami Heat, so the Suns are losing him. And then Cameron Johnson would probably also be included in that deal. So it, it realistically would be DeAndre Aiden, uh, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson for uh, Kevin Durant. I I don't know if the the Nets would do that, but that's probably what the deal would be. Do you think they would? Is that worth it? What do you think? Well, I mean, it's pretty hard to say anybody's worth you know as with Kevin Durant. You're getting Kevin Durant, so sure for the Suns. Hell yeah, yes. take the side of Kevin Durant. From For the, the Nets, Nets, though. Is that enough for me to have to give him up? I mean, where where are we going to be? What are those three players going to do for our chances of winning in the Eastern Conference next season? <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't think that's a good trade for the Nets. I, I, unless yeah, they, but hey, unless they threw in, and they had to throw in some first-round draft picks or some other oh, things. You know, so they'd have to throw some more in there. Have those three yeah. alone, to me, is I, if, I'm, if I'm the Nets, I'm not making that deal. God, Steve Nash, man, talk about what what a roller coaster for him. He his first head coaching job, he thinks he's he's gonna have a, a multi championship year run with the Nets. It's just been a pure disaster his whole time there. Um, here are some other moves. This is an interesting one. Malik Monk, who I thought was a solid player for the, for the LA Lakers last year, he's leaving the Lakers and signing with the Sacramento Kings. Money, that's interesting. Money, yeah. Exactly. But the, but the Lakers could have had his, I think his bird rights or early bird rights. That's a weird one to me. He's going to get more money. It's going for the money. Yeah, no, absolutely right. And, and, and congrats to Mike Brown for getting a decent player there. Uh, De- DeAndre Jordan, by the way, who I thought I, I, it's amazing. He's still playing. He really regresses a player 
last year. He's agreed to a deal with the Denver Nuggets, likely backing up Jokic there. So, well, that no, I mean that could help them. For, I mean, hey, you bring him in for defense against some of the other teams, rebound, block some shots, rim protector. That's what he does. And Great. if he was smart enough to have stayed with my son Scooter, who had him shooting over eighty percent from the free throw line with the uh, special sleeve that he had, and the idiot didn't right. keep doing it. I mean, sorry, idiot. I don't mean to call you an idiot, but I mean you were you didn't make a wise decision to not keep working with that. Because uh, <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to defame him, call him because he's not an idiot. He's obviously an intelligent guy, but he did change. He's changed his whole shot. Had him shooting over eighty percent from the free throw line. Stopped working with it, and that's an Achilles heel for him because. You could go inside and you could try to get him inside stuff and get to the free throw line. If he can make 80% from his free throw line, he becomes right. a much more valuable asset for your team. Yeah, I I, I think you could, you could at a minimum accurately say that it was a very poor decision on his part to not work with your son. Um, his part. Hey, he missed 23 free throws in one. No, DeAndre Jordan. That was that was the other one. That was the guy from the Pistons, Andre Drummond. 23 free throws <laughs> in one game. Holy <laughs> crap. I would slip, I, I would have slipped my wrist and we wouldn't even be talking today. I'd be dead. <laughs> oh my god. This is a weird one. I'm not familiar with Isaiah Hardinson that much. He was a center for the LA Clippers last year, a second round pick. He agreed to a two-year 16 million dollar plus deal. With the New York Knicks fully guaranteed. Hey, but can I Knicks get is, is there anybody out there? Anybody out there got something that I can go and I can go in a time machine and get back to 30 years old again, please? Can you help I me? I think out? if you did not go into a time machine and just play, you still be doing I mean, good. It's, I, it's, I, I, it's hard to believe the kind of money that they're paying to some to, to, to guys who are just, they're okay players. I mean, but I mean, come on, $8 million a year? I just can't even Incredible. Really, I really can't. I, hey, God bless them. I'm, you know, I'm not mad at those guys. God bless them that they're lucky enough to be in the situation to do that, and they're willing to pay those kinds of money. But what are these teams thinking about? I'm going to tell it's you, cra- it's the Knicks. The I Knicks could are go disaster. Out, Cyrus, I could go out and scour the country and stuff and find players who are probably as good, if not maybe better, than some of these guys that are making six, seven, eight million dollars a year, and you can get them from minimum contracts. They'd be thrilled to be there and. It, it it's insane to me the kind of money they're paying some of these guys. Really, Agreed. some of them have such glaring weaknesses in their game that it's appalling to me. Agreed. He's going to be paying eight million dollars a year. He's he averaged last year eight point three points per game and four point nine rebounds per game. Uh, his three point shooting percentage, though, it is worth noting, he did shoot forty seven percent from three last year. So that's probably the appeal, but. I'm sure um, it is. Everybody loves the big guys that can go out and shoot it. But how many three how many three pointers did he take? No, he didn't take much. So, uh, so if that's the reason why he only he attempted less than half of a three point attempt per game because he, that's he, what I'm he saying. played. So he did it. He made some. But is he somebody that can do it consistently? I, mean, I guess they're banking on that. Maybe he can. And, you know, nowadays I do agree with one thing. I don't know why you would ever have a player on your team unless he was just the most amazing rim protector, shot blocker, uh, you know, tough defender to make a guy work hard as a wing player, a two or three, or even to this day, a four who can't shoot the three point shot. Yeah. You have to have players who can shoot the three point shot. If you want to win in the NBA nowadays, and you just have to, I mean, the percentage in the playoffs was like some crazy thing up there. 80% of the teams that won outscored the people from three point range. There you go. I, st- I still think what's the most idiotic thing in the in the NBA is the fact that you are not 
either a consultant, a GM. I don't know if you'd still be interested in coaching, but the fact that that no team out there is paying you for your mind, your intelligence, your knowledge of this game, that blows my mind more than anything else. Well, I'm, uh, to, and, I'm not going to say it perfectly. I'll wait and see if it happens. But I did talk to somebody about working with them, and they seem genuinely interested in wanting to do that. And, and I'm hoping it happens. And if it does happen, I'll, I'll talk about it. But I'm not going to talk about it until it actually happens. Absolutely. I, 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 offered, I offered it to LeBron James. He never took me up on it. I've offered it to some players. And, you know, but it is what it is. But to me, if somebody that's been successful, I mean, and regardless of whatever it is in sports, I mean, especially if somebody's been successful and was a Hall of Famer in their sport who came to me and said, hey, I got something I'd like to show you. Shit, I guarantee you, I want to I want to hear about it and I want to see it. Yes. Thank you. It's called being open-minded. It's called it's called wanting to gain perspective and all I, I it blows my mind. The the level of incompetency in this world blows my mind. Victor Oladipo got a one-year eleven million dollar deal to stay with the Miami Heat. That's a lot of money, but kind of makes sense. One year. Um, this one, I, Rick, so I don't know if this will blow you. Oh, hold on. Yeah. That's almost amazing to me. It <laughs> said here and you could say, well, that makes sense. 11 million for one year. You're talking to a guy who never even heard the word million dollars in this freaking contract. I know. I know. Oh, yeah, that's okay. $11 million for Ola Depot. Okay. That's unbelievable. See, I know. I say I, the world has changed. I mean, seriously. I hear you. It's, it's the one year commitment. That's why I'm not like, I don't, I don't yeah, raise well, my yeah, eyebrows. But the thing about it that's is, a lot of money. He was a nice player, but he hasn't come back to where he was previously. You're right. And, to, and yet he's going right. to make $11 million. Well, if you think that's mind-blowing, Rick, wait until you hear this. Bradley Beal has agreed to a five-year, $251 million maximum contract to stay with the Wizards. Wow. wow. $50 million a year. That is incredible. For Nicholas Batum. Yeah, Bradley. sorry. God bless him. You know, God bless him and his family. Enjoy it. Your life has changed forever. Yep. You know, and, and he plays hard and doing stuff, but super max contract for a crazy okay, a, a, five years, I, too. I, I, I mean, there, I mean, it's if, hard for me. It's hard for me to relate to this stuff. It really, truly I, is. But I mean, there are certain guys. I mean, you know, a Kevin Durant, you know, max contract. Yeah, I can serve with Steph Curry. Yeah, I can certainly live with that. I mean, you can start naming some players that you could have no problem because of the way the money's being paid out. But I, I don't know if Bradley Beal is in the same category as those guys. I wouldn't, I mean, he had that season two, two years ago where he put up, I think he averaged 31 and a half per game. Great stat, but uh, he's 6'3". You know, he's never shown he could lead a team to wins. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Nicholas Batum returns to the LA Clippers on a two-year, $22 million deal. I The Warriors offered him the mid-level exception last year. He turned it down to return to the Clippers. He loves LA, so he stays. Hey, that was a good um, decision on his part. Look at the contract he just got. Plus, he's Absolutely. got an owner who can afford it. There you go. Yeah, Steve, Steve Ballmer is, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a wealthy man. This is an interesting one. I would love your thoughts on this. P.J. Tucker, who I believe he turns 38 years old next year, just signed a three-year, $33.2 million fully guaranteed deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. Did the 76ers waste money there, or do you think that's worth it? For a 38-year-old, for $11 million for... Hey, he was playing on the G League team with my son. He was a two-way guy. I mean, I mean, seriously, at the minute for Minnesota. I mean, I believe you. Yeah, and he's no, he's no, I mean, and, and he did a nice job. He's very serviceable. Yeah. 
And, you know, God bless him. I mean, he put a lot of time, effort, work. He's been around for a long time, and now he's reaping the benefits, and his life and his family's life have changed forever. So God bless you, TJ. Enjoy it. Yeah. But if I'm the general manager and stuff, I don't think I don't think I think I can go and find somebody that can play as well as TJ Tucker for not eleven million dollars a year guaranteed for three years. I'm I'm just yeah, throwing P- that out there. No, but yeah, PJ is is thirty. He's thirty seven. He turns thirty eight next. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he turns thirty eight next May. Uh, so he will be forty years old uh, when that contract expires. Uh, that's that's uh, that's that's that's, that's mind numbing. That one's a little bit. That is that is that is that is that is that's incredible. Um. All right, let's see some more. So Malik Monk's deal with the Kings is two years, $19 million. Uh, the uh, Portland Trailblazers have signed Anthony si- si- Simons. Is it Simons or Simmons? I think it's Simons. Uh, their shooting guard, four years, $100 million is the oh deal my, he signed. Oh, my God. Uh, He's young. He, is yet, he hasn't proven much yet, but I, I don't think they, w- I think I they wanted to I make games. How, how do you pay people? Why, why do we, I mean, same thing with the draft. You're paying people. Multi-millions of dollars guaranteed for a number of years on the hopes that they're going to become yeah. really great players. The hope. Yeah, I think he averaged t- over 20 points a game last year, but still, you're right. It's He's young and relatively unproven. That's a lot of money. Uh, one player that has proven himself, Bobby Portis with the Milwaukee Bucks. He was part of that championship team two years ago. He's finally getting paid. He got a four-year, $49 million deal to return to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, that is the same amount of money that Gary Payne II is eligible for with the Warriors if the Warriors have to get into a bidding war with someone else. But um, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep him. I, I, you're depressing me if you if that. I'm depressed if they don't keep Gary Payne II. I love that kid. Do you think someone else will offer more and steal him? I think so. Oh, are you hearing things? Is that a hunch? No, I, I'm just saying they can't keep everybody. They're already over the cap. I mean, yeah, so, but if they can legally offer him that. It's whether or not no, they can. Uh, I'm just saying, are they willing to? Do they think it's important enough to keep him and do that, or are they going to hope that they have someone else that is younger and is the better shooter and is still a pretty good defender who can turn into being a nice player for a number of years for you as you're trying to keep this team together? Is he that important a factor, or you can go with somebody else, maybe like a Moody? Yeah, I don't. I I think Gary Payne second is worth it. He's he's such. A, I mean, he never mind his solid defense. He's improving no, his his. No, he's got he's got the mentality. His father instilled that, yeah. that, that attitude into him. I mean, he's going to go out there. He's going to give you everything he has when you put that uniform on him, which is the yeah. kind of respect tremendously. Hey, I love him myself too. I'd love to yeah. see. Him. I'd love to see him keep him. But if you have to make a decision do. and you got to do something. You know, do you keep an older guy like that or do you go with the younger person? And, and you know, I mean, so that's a that's a big decision the Warriors have to make with regard to him. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Um, Jalen Brunson. I, I, I really think this was a really poor decision on the Mavericks part not to at least offer to match the amount of dollars that the Knicks threw at him. And, and Jalen Brunson left the Mavericks. I don't, lost. Stay, Jaylen- I don't think he would stayed anyway because he's he's going to have. The guy, I mean, he's always going to be in the shadow of of, of Donkic. I mean, and he's going to have a chance to be a much bigger factor for the success of the Knicks. And he's getting, obviously, he's getting more money, but he's also going to have a chance to be a bigger star. No, you're absolutely right. I I just, I understand. Let me throw this out, Cyrus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's okay. He doesn't (laughs) realize and have any understanding exactly as to just, the kind of scrutiny 
he is going to be put under and the expectations that are going to be placed upon him to yep. play in New York. Absolutely. That is one of the toughest places to play. If you are not really good, they will crush you there. <laughs> We've been seeing that as well with uh with Randall this this uh this last year. He didn't really uh replicate his performance two years ago that led the team to the playoffs, and he was getting into a lot of bickering matches with the fans there. It was not fun, but I uh, my understanding is the Mavericks had the opportunity to re-sign him or at least uh, have Brunson agree to a contract extension before the deadline last year. The Mavericks lowballed him. The Mavericks do not win that first round series against the Jazz without Jalen Brunson. And for them to just lowball him now, I that's weird to me. I, you know, they did the same thing with Tyson Chandler after they won the championship back in 2011. I, I don't get why Mark Cuban does that, but um, there's a lot. Of, we're not even close to done here. So uh, Daniel House, uh, two years, eight and a half million with the 76ers. Okay. Uh, Mo Mamba, Mo Bamba, two years, $21 million with the Orlando Magic. So the Magic makes some moves there. The uh, Tyus Jones of the Memphis Grizzlies, who I personally love, I think he's a fantastic point guard, um, has re-signed with the Memphis Grizzlies. Well, so there's that. Well, I'm trying to find him. Yeah, is yeah, and he's a, he's a really he's a really solid point guard. I, I I think that's a smart move for the Grizzlies. Two years, thirty million dollars. So that prices the Grizzlies out of any chance of signing Gary Payne the second. Joe Ingles uh, has reached an agreement with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Wesley Matthews has also agreed to a one-year deal to return to, to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, the Lakers have signed free agent center Damian Jones, former Golden State Warrior, two-year deal. Any thoughts on that? I'm guessing it's for the bed men. I, I, I have no Whatever. idea. Yeah. Okay. But, all right, let me see if I can get some bigger names here. Uh Lou Dort, he's actually pretty good. I feel like his name almost adds a weird stigma to him. Free agent guard Lou Dort, five years, $87.5 million to stay with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Five. That's a lot of money. I I just, I'm totally dumbfounded sometimes by some of the decisions that are being made by some of these teams paying, first of all, you got to really analyze the players and really look at them and put down what are the pluses, what are the minuses. You really want to have? Do you want to have players on your team that have a glaring weakness to their game? I, no. You know, I I don't. I mean, seriously. I mean, and if you have your pick of the litter, and there's people that are out there, and when you're scouting and doing stuff, it's not to me. It's not very complicated. Number one. Does he have a great feel for the game? If he doesn't have that, I'm looking for somebody else. I don't want players on my team that don't have a natural feel for the game because they'll never play Agreed. the game the way it should be played. They never will because it's not something you can teach them. And so that should be the number one priority for every scout out there is find players who have a natural feel for the game. And then you look and you evaluate them. What straight, What real strengths do they have? Do they have a glaring weakness? Is that a weakness that we can eliminate? Okay, and make them, yeah. you know, make them acceptable in that area. Uh, the other, whatever other weaknesses they have, can we can we help make them better? You know, hopefully you find guys that don't have a glaring weakness. They may not be as good as you might like. The other thing is, is that if you have the feel for the game, you're generally going to have a great feel for team defense, which is where it comes down to. Yep. Team defense wins champion helps win champions. It doesn't win it. You still have to score points. 
It's not individual defense that wins championships. Individual yes, defenders sometimes suck at team defense, and that's horrible <laughs> for your team. Seriously. I mean, it's about team defense. I, I asked Jack Ramsey. God bless the soul. I love Jack. God rest his soul. Not with us. I said, Jack, because I had him mm-hmm. on my show when, you know, I don't know if when you were working with me or not. But anyway, so Jack was on. I said, Jack, I'm going to give you 12 players back then when they only have 12. I'll give you 12 great team defenders and 12 great individual defenders. Which 12 do you want? She's got the team defenders. Yeah. Why? Why? Because I don't care how good you are individually, defensively. A really great offensive player is going to beat you a bunch of times, a bunch of times. And so if you don't have team defenders on your team, they're getting all kinds of easy baskets and dunks because everybody's playing their guy. They're, they're individual defenders. So yes, if sir. you have team defenders, no one, you, I'm not, no, well, no one should ever get an easy basket, especially starting out 20 feet or more from the basket and going all the way in and getting a dunk. Hey, <laughs> if that happens, that's a total breakdown in team defense. Yeah. Team defensive teams don't allow that to happen ever. And nobody gets a shot without somebody trying to contest them. They might be a little late getting there because they didn't rotate quick enough, but you're always contesting people. You're always trying to get a hand up or something. It's team defense, folks. And that's why the Warriors started off the season so great. I would say, wow, they're playing such great team defense, rotation, doing stuff. And then they then they weren't so good for a while there when things weren't yeah. going. And fortunately, they got it back again. And so that's the thing about this last playoff. I've had a lot of people mm. that a lot of interviews and stuff. I said it was probably the strangest NBA finals that I can remember watching where never during the course of the six games that took place did any one team ever play 40 minutes of their best offense and defense in one game. Never. It didn't happen. You can't, you tell me one game. It didn't. It was one team played really good. The other team sometimes sucked. You know? Yeah. It was a roller coaster ride of who was going good, who wasn't going good. I mean, look at what, you know, even the Warriors, when I was disappointed in game three, when they didn't come out with an urgency in that game up in Boston after they lost the first game at home and gave away a gift and credit to Boston for what they did. But I was really disappointed. They're down 18. What did they do? They came back, got ahead by one, but then three turnovers in a row. Boston scores. They never got back. But yeah. the only time the Warriors get in serious trouble is when they lose their focus and they don't play that Warrior-style offense and defense. And no team. 100% right. No team. 100% right. 40 minutes. And that's what I always ask my players when I coach in the minor leagues. But, guys, I'm only asking you. It's a 48-minute game. I'm only asking you for 40 minutes. Just yep. 40 of the 48. If we play focus defense and offense and do the things we should do for 40 of those 48 minutes, we're going to win a lot of basketball games. That's what you asked for. And I am telling you, there's no way. If you went back and got the film and I went down to Adelaide, there's no way any one team did that. They did it in spurts. It was crazy to watch what was going on during that playoff run. It was it was nuts. I mean, every game was like that. Yo, team played good. Boom, boom, boom. Then another one. Oh, then they play crappy. Then they get back in the game. It was bizarre. It was really bizarre. Thank God the Warriors prevailed because I do think they were the better basketball team. I 100% agree with you. Um, are you? Do you have any opinions on Draymond Green uh, and his what he's been saying? This, this. I mean, he he has. I mean, he's starting fights with you know half most of the national media members, the Skip Baylesses, the Stephen A. Smiths of the world. Um, he keeps using this term "new media," which I, I don't really see the difference. Well, they are new media. New media and old media. No, no, no. What are your they thoughts are. on all the Draymond Green stuff? 
No, but they are new media. I mean, back in the old days, the guys would go out and have a beer with the guys after the game. They wrote about the game. Now it's so much more than just a game that they're writing about. Everybody's looking for the sensational story, trying to find the guy doing something wrong. They're looking for, you know, sensationalism. Uh, right. And and also they all think that they really know everything about the game and they know more than the players know, which is such bullshit. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, it's, I can't no, I believe you. I believe you. I'm a- I, you know, I, I don't blame, I don't blame him, but you know what? He, he'd be better off because he never has the last word. Right. He doesn't have the last word. He only gets a chance to say if somebody's asking him. Meanwhile, these guys are on their show and they're over there. And all he can do, I guess, is tweet out and try to respond to when they get to these tweet battles and shit. It's, right. it's so bizarre what's going on in the world. Uh, it's 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 crazy. I mean, and I just listen. Here's the thing. I just listen. To, you talk about Skip Bayless, who, you know, I know Skip used to come on the show all the time when he was back. in. The yeah. Theater. And I have, I have respect for him. He he was a guy out there beating the bushes and doing the you know, following the, the teams and what have you. And, you know, he joined and, our show recently. It was but, but again, yeah. but his 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 opinion is his opinion of a guy who happened to be around sports and wrote a column and did stuff. Blah blah blah. blah. But his opinion isn't worth more to me than hearing what Tim Legler says. Okay, right? Or, you know, you know. I'm seriously. I mean, that it doesn't. I mean, as much as I respect the love skip, but he and Shannon Sharp came out with their 20th century or 21st century, whatever it is, the team of the of since the 2000. You know, 2000 picked their first team. Neither one of them had Steph Curry on their team. Are these guys yeah, on drugs? Right. This just shows you. I mean, I just, I said, how in the world can anybody who s- proclaims to know the sport of NBA basketball could possibly, in picking a team for 20,000 to 2022 and not have Steph Curry on their team as your point guard? Incredible. One of them, at least. Or, I mean, seriously. I mean, one of them, I mean, and I love him. Jason Kidd. Are you freaking kidding me? I love Jason Kidd, but I, I want Steph Curry. Absolutely. I mean, Kidd, I, mean he, I mean, yeah, more assists maybe, but he sure as hell never is going to shoot the ball on a bad day. Steph Curry was shooting better than Jason. I mean, Jason <laughs> probably admit to that. But seriously, how in the world do you not have Steph Curry on your team? That's ridiculous. No, I, I, is it, do you agree with me, Rick, that he's the second greatest point guard ever now behind Magic? I, I would say... Yeah, he he's he's special. He's just so freaking special. But he here's is. the thing. For this for his time, he's the best. Magic for his time was the best. You can't compare errors and they should stop doing that because That's things fair. change. The game itself changes. We've become three-point shooting stuff. Magic didn't have that wasn't a big part of it. So don't compare those things. It's not even fair. Yeah. The training and everything else as I told people, if I played today, I I know I would be so much better than what I was. Oh, It'd be easily. a joke how much better I would be easily because what's, yes. ava- what's available easily. to the guy. So just do that. Please folks stop with this. Then the greatest of all time. No, by positions, please, please only by positions. And within their era, there's no reason to have a battle and say, who is the greatest and who's the great. Oh, Michael is better than Jerry West. No, Jerry West in his time was the preeminent two guard. Michael Jordan, his time was the preeminent two guard. Don't compare Michael to Jerry. God only knows how good Jerry could have been if he had all the training available him that Michael had and what was available and didn't have to go and get on a plane after going to bed at two o'clock in the morning and catching a 630 charter, not a charter flight, but a commercial flight to go to the next game. I mean, seriously, people have no idea as to how difficult it was. Right. Way back yeah. in those days, you know, I mean, it just, it was a different world. I mean, when I start talking about it and I go have fun and make appearances and speak to groups and I start talking, they all start laughing. I said, folks, I'm not doing this to be funny. I said, this is the difference. This is what happened when I played. This is what's happening now. It's unbelievable. It is totally, it's, 
if you can say something that's greater than night and day, it's greater than that. How crazy it is. Yeah. I, I, I it's I'm hundred percent with you. I, I can't, I still can't believe you played without a three point line. I can't even begin to imagine how many more, more points you would have scored. Well, if, no, I wouldn't have scored. I was just, there. It's no, incredible. No, here's the deal. No, I, I, I was just getting to learn. I had to learn. I never shot from that far out. Hell, any coach would put you on the bench. If you take shots like Steph Curry was taking <laughs> normally. I mean, so it was a totally different thing. I got to be a 33% shooter from three point range, which is 50 from twos, which is certainly, you know, for, for me, when I was coaching, I said, if you're not a 30 percent or better three-point shooter you have no business ever taking a shot unless the shot clock's running down and you have to throw up a prayer otherwise <laughs> if you take a shot and if you're a 27 percent three-point shooter and during the course of our offense you pull up and take the shot you're going to be sitting next to me on the bench you're not you have no right to do that you have no green light you don't have the green light so but if i How played today i told people if i was playing today i would not be happy with myself or satisfied if i didn't get to be 40 percent or better that's fair, and I think you would have easily achieved that. I, I have no doubt in my mind. What? How is the documentary going? For people that don't know, we've talked about this on the show. Your, you know, your '75 World Championship Golden State Warriors team considered one of the greatest upsets in, in major professional sports history. Considered. It is the greatest upset in the history fair of the fair NBA. It's not even. There isn't anything even freaking close to it. And I defy <laughs> right. someone. Fair. I defy someone. If you're listening, send in something. Tell me something in the major sports in this country. Tell me something that happened in baseball, football, hockey. I mean, seriously, that actually had a bigger upset than what we pulled off for a team that wasn't even supposed to be a playoff team. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. So uh, there's a documentary being made. Any updates on that, on when we can see well, it? I'm still uh, working any... on it. I'm, I'm supposed to talk. In fact, actually, I have right here in my possession – this is just absolutely amazing. I'm showing you because we're not on. What does that say? Yeah. 1974-75 World Championship season. You know what this is? This no. is a copy of Bill King's after-game diary of every game during that season. It is absolutely – the. it brings back so many memories for me. I can pull up something. It's. It, let's, 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 I'll pull up something right now just to give you an example how incredible this how is. How do you have that, if you don't want me asking? What? Because I was friends with Bill King, and I. What, he told me, I said, Bill, and everything goes and doing everything. I said, if everything goes and you pass, I said, do you think I could ever get the 74-75 diary that you had? And he said, yeah. Now, the people who were there involved with them wouldn't give me the book. But they were nice enough, and I appreciate it, to have made a copy of it for me. Incredible. So, Absolutely this is, incredible. This is, this is so unbelievable. He's got every game that's here listed with little things. But then that's just every game on the dates every day. Boom, boom, boom. Just similar stats. But every game, like let's just throw this one out there. I'll just open a page. Phoenix. Okay. Sunday, November 17th. One, 106 to 105. Okay. He has the officials who are in the game, right? 106-25, red line, I think. Dickey tip in with five seconds to go. Derek Dickey got a tip in to put us ahead by one. Erickson missed the last shot. Keith Erickson, my former teammate who was a Golden State Warrior in his rookie year. And he said, somewhat sloppy game, trailed most of the way. It was 54 to 55. We were down at the half. And then CJ, Charlie Johnson, got back his shooting eye. Then he had the points here. Charlie Scott at 32. Uh, Curtis Perry had 20. Keith Erickson had 18. Uh, Van Arsdale had 15 for Phoenix. And then Derek Dickey had 11 plus 10 rebounds. And he always puts the table. Butch Beard had 12 points. Charlie Johnson 
at 25, 12 of 21, plus nine assists, and which is a career high for CJ at that time. And I had uh, 36 points in that game. So to have this, I mean, for every game during that, I mean, this is like, I treasure this. I mean, I, I absolutely treasure it. It's for so familiar. And then, I mean, yeah. in every game, just broken down even more things. And he even said we lost the had lost the game the next uh, on December the fifth. Um, this is this is this is all just the games of Phoenix. So under each team, it's all the games we played for them. So another game where we lost in December, and he just like it's great that he said died the last 15-25. We scored only fourteen points. I mean, he's in. so to have this back and and to be able to because I don't remember. I mean, remember a lot of things, but not everything. So this is unbelievable. So I'm actually going to be going through this with the uh with the producer and the director of it to uh be able to bring back certain things and see how things progressed for us during it but that's very special so i'm hoping to talk to joe lakeup and peter uh when this thing gets done to try to have a, a, a big event where you know maybe you know do something to somebody would i'm sure would want to sponsor it and do it at chase center and invite all the fans to come in and yes. show the thing and have the guys, the, whoever's still around, still be there and make it into a really big thing, you know. And and I, I think it could be, you know, it could be sponsored and done stuff and give a first look at it. And then, of course, it can go out and go on TV or whatever heck it's going to go. I'm just so stuff, happy. Yeah. I'm so happy that there's finally going to get a chance for one reason and one reason only for me to give my teammates the recognition they never got for what we were able to accomplish because it never would have happened without them. And they never got the recognition. I was MVP. I got recognition about that, blah, blah, blah. But my teammates never got the recognition they deserve. And that's was I was working hard to try to do that. And then Hopper, Charles Dudley, all of a sudden came up and started doing things. And I didn't want to mess things up. I said, Fop, if you got it started, do it. Let's go with it. And I just yeah. had a really long talk with the, with the director and producer. I said, look, I'm going to do this. I said, but this is what I want to see happen and why I'm willing to do this. And so I did my interview. I don't know how it's going to come out, but hopefully that's the story or the message that I want this to convey to people so they understand basketball is a team game. And we won, not because of me, We I won a championship because of my teammates. Clifford Ray, was the, he's the hub, not me. I wasn't the hub. I was a very important spoke, okay, along with my teammates. But Clifford Ray was the guy. Without Clifford Ray... We never win that championship because of how he brought people together and the relationship he had with all the guys on the team. That's and I was I was good that you stole the words out of my mouth. I was going to say that's that rep, that's representative and symbolic of the fact that you were a team player. You you, you recognize that it's a huge reason for your overall success. That's um, very happy for you. I hope this comes out uh, soon, and I hope it's the the finished product is beautiful, and I expect it will be. Yeah. Um, we'll by the way, some new free agent news. I, I gotta tell you one thing. One yeah, last please. thing to say about this with scoring. People always ask me about scoring points and you know, uh, leading, you know, NCAA, ABA, NBA. I said, let me tell you something. Never once in my life did I walk out to the court and have a number in my head as to what I wanted to score. Never. Hmm. Never. So just wins, right? Is never, the W's that was thought, never thought about trying to score a certain number of points. I went out there and played to score every chance I could get but the play still unselfishly, but it was about trying to win. I mean, I believe it. And you did win. Um, that's why you are considered one of the greatest players ever, sir. A uh, couple more real quick free agent uh, pieces of information. Marvin Bagley, the third, who is the number two pick 
in the draft, I believe four years ago, he was sandwiched between De- uh, DeAndre Aiden and, and was preceded by Luka Doncic, uh, one of the many bungles of the Sacramento Kings. Uh, the Detroit Pistons uh, signed him to a three-year, $37 million contract. And then the, the, the signing that really bums me out, Patty Mills, who I thought would have been a great fit for the Golden State Warriors, but he was looking for the money. He got a two-year, $14.5 million deal with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, so regardless of Kevin Durant, he is staying there instead of going to a winning world championship organization like the Golden State Warriors. Um, yeah, so that's that's what's going on in free agency so far. Still no news on Kevon Looney or uh, Gary Payne II or Otto Porter Jr. Those are three of the big names that we're looking out for. Um, Rick, by the way, we have clothes. I, I, I'm gonna. I mean, your shirts will be coming soon for people that aren't aware. Uh, anyone could follow Rick Barry on every social media platform at Rick 24 Barry. And you, and thankfully, uh, you're retweeting the the posts I make about all our shirts. Uh, I have a pinned tweet. If you follow me on Twitter at DocSurfRoadShow or just go to the Believe Store, we have some great shirts. You could buy a Rick Barry uh, replica jersey. It's not an exact replica; it's a T-shirt, but it has your the city logo on the front. Uh, that's legal. It's not an entirely uh, replicated logo with Barry 24 on the back. We have a great pool party shirt representing Jordan Poole. Um, and then we have a Rocco surfing t-shirt, Clay Thompson's dog Rocco. We have a couple more shirts coming out as well. Um, yeah, your shirts will be coming soon, Rick. I'm excited. Mine are in the, I just got them. They're in the wash right now. I'll wear them the next time we do a show. Um, but I'm excited for that, man. These are, these are good shirts. But I, I, I got them in my possession and they're actually high quality. You are not paying for the, the cheap made in China stuff. So uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, well, maybe before we go, I think we should probably make a mention, and I'd like to have your thoughts about the Warriors picks. Well, I, uh, interesting. I was I was doing a show with with our friend Larry Kruger, um, who would love to join us at some point. Uh, there were six of us on this panel. None of us had thought that Patrick Baldwin Jr. would be the pick. Um, his it, it clear, look, the Warriors clearly have a strategy with these draft picks. It's a it's a it's a two prong strategy. They look for pedigree guys. Patrick Baldwin Jr. grew up in NBA circles, or at least in in pro basketball circles. His dad is a college basketball coach. Um, you know, and, and so that's what they look for. They look for pedigree guys. He was a high, highly touted prospect out of high school. Injuries derailed his one year in college. Um, and then they look for high character guys. They look for guys that are mature, that don't likely aren't, aren't going to be causing problems in the locker room. That will likely be a great fit, that fit the ethos of the team, um, which is, of course, a team and not an individual-based uh, organization. So I... You, I don't know. What, what do you think? I think your thoughts would be much more valuable than mine. <laughs> nice ringtone, by the way. Well, yeah, that's, just, that's just telling me I get a bunch of crap coming on my phone. Um, so, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I don't know these guys. I'm, I know I, people always say, well, what did you think? I said, yeah, I didn't follow these guys in college. I couldn't care less what they did in college. Right. I'll evaluate them when I see them coming to the pros. And right. Think about them. Just like I did with Kaminga. Just like I did with, you know, with, with Poole. Uh, you know, honest evaluations and stuff. That's why the guy that I, I earned a lot of respect for, and I, I talked with him at the parade. I talked to Gordon, to Jordan Poole about what he did and told him how proud I was of how he turned himself into a really good pro basketball player and has got a, a big upside. And so that's the kind of stuff that I look for. But I did talk and I, I, I did some research and looked at what these guys had done. Like you say, I mean, it's a big question mark for the number one pick. I mean, yeah, who the hell knows? I mean, he didn't get a chance to play much. It's the same as if they, he can join. They can become, we'll come up with another nickname because we had the Splash Brothers. We can come yeah. up with the guys who got screwed up, never got to play too much and come up with with with, with him and uh, and 
our other friend, I'm going to draw a blank on his name, of course, Wiseman. And now we can come up for a nickname for these two guys who nobody knows what the hell they can do because they hardly ever got a chance to play and had injuries, right? So we need to come up with a clever name, Cyrus, that we can throw on these two guys and start throwing it out there. And maybe somebody will pick up on it. Just like I want to puke every time I hear stuff now that people have picked up from this going downhill bullshit, which is the biggest crock of shit that I've ever heard in my life in basketball, going downhill. I mean, who picked, who, when somebody started that, why would you pick that up and say he was going downhill? What the this, hell? I heard that first in football. I've heard that in, in football referencing just someone who's just running full steam ahead and yeah, getting momentum as he's running right. It's, flat, it's a flat freaking surface. There's no yes, downhill I, in that sport. Okay. If you're a cross country <laughs> runner, I can understand it. But here's the thing. When you're going downhill, right? If you do run at all, you run and you're going downhill. Most of the time, you can be out of control. You're it's right. It's hard to go downhill and run fast. <laughs> you killing yourself. What, Rick, tell people your experience. First of all, uh, Jalen Brunson, by the way, I just have to add this. He signed a four-year, $104 million deal with the New York Knicks. The Mavericks offered him a five-year, $106 million deal. So they offered him $2 million more, but for five years, not four. I just don't get Dallas doing that. I don't get it. I, I thought Mark Cuban was a billionaire, but whatever. Uh, how was your parade experience? You, you. Look, I love that the Warriors recognize you. I, I just love this Warriors organization. Lacob and Gruber remind me more and more of Eddie DeBartolo in the 80s and 90s, doing what it takes to win. And they also treat the organization almost like a family. Um, I do love that they respect you tremendously. Every championship, you get your own car or float or whatever that thing is that they're giving you. How was your experience? Uh, you said it was, it was mayhem. Market Street well, is made for Dynasty Parades. Yeah. Your experience, sir, how was it? No, no, it was great. I mean, to have put that together in such a short period of time, they did a great job, except that they, the police didn't, you know, keep the people back behind the barricades late in the parade. <laughs> people, people just walking out there, walking up to the car and doing stuff. It never got where it was like a dangerous situation, but it did, it did get a little bit out of hand. Fortunately, it wasn't anything to be concerned about, but it was great. It was wonderful because I got a chance to have my, my oldest son, Scooter, who, was a ball boy on our championship team were there. And then, you know, I had his, uh, his, his daughter, Lauren was there. And then his wife, Ruby, who's just such a great person. I know it was a big thrill for her to be a part of that as well. And mm-hmm. then my, one of my uh, other grandsons, uh, one of John's sons, Eli, who was, uh, uh, was a walk-on at Santa Clara. He's going to Santa Clara. He played some high school basketball and he, he actually got to play in a game and scored a basket and stuff. And so this is your grandson. Him. Yeah. This is John's one, John's son, one of John's sons. So this could be. So you're telling me there could be a potential third generation Barry that that might be playing soon in the NBA. No, maybe well, no, he's not. He's he was a walk on. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. So, no, he's not. You know, I don't, not right now. Um, anyway, so it, was, <laughs> it was fun. It was. It was. It was really. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I got a chance to have a really great talk with Jordan Poole and also with uh, with Wiggins and, and just to tell them how much I respected what they did. Because this this was this was the coming of age of Mitchell Wiggins. Mitchell Wiggins now has proven that he can be a quality top line basketball player in the NBA. I think his confidence okay. level has risen tremendously. He was very very um, consistent, I think, in playing, especially in the last two rounds of the playoffs. And he should come back a much better basketball player for the whole next season than he has been in the past. So I was really happy for him after the unfortunate and probably disappointing experience he had when he was back there at, the, at Minnesota. So um, I was really pleased and happy for him. 
Um, I, I hope we don't lose Looney. I mean, somebody might decide to offer him something good because Looney is also the guy that I don't think got as much credit. He was he was terrific for the Warriors. I mean, what a great job he did for them in so many different Phenomenal. areas. Very consistent in what he did. Um, and he, he's one of those guys that just goes about his business and gets the job done. And I really respect and admire that. And you have to have that to be a championship team. He's one of the reasons why. Um, just and, and the rest of the bench, even the, all the other guys didn't get a chance to play as much. But when they did get in there, I mean, to see him on the bench rooting and cheering, just like I remember our championship year, guys like Steve Bracey, who was on the team who wasn't there for the playoffs. But the, the guys who pulled and rooted and everybody cared about winning, it didn't matter who was getting the job done as long as the job was getting done. So um, hats off to, 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 to Looney. And, you know, I, I hope they take care of him and, and keep him around because I think Same. – He's a he's a good a good stable guy you know to have there very serviceable is a great word to say strongly agree and so anyway uh, I wish I, I'm gonna wish everybody a very happy uh, if you hear this uh, before if you don't hear it until afterwards I uh, hope you had a great Fourth of July holiday I'm looking forward to it hopefully I'll I'll never I, I don't eat a lot of meat but I will never give up a good burger so I'm happy to have a great <laughs> burger with absolutely and lettuce absolutely some nice. Uh, Goulden's uh, spicy mustard and some great potato salad. Nobody makes potato salad like my mother used to, but oh. uh, yeah, potato salad and some good, good dill pickles or some stuff with it. But that would be and caffeine-free diet Pepsi. I am a huge fan of caffeine-free diet Pepsi. You shouldn't be. I don't drink a whole lot of stuff, but I, that's my favorite go-to when I'm having uh, having that. Hey, by the way, did you see? Did you see top, the Top Gun, the new one? I have not. Is it good? You have to go see it. Done. It is. It, it's it's really. My wife, who's very critical about stuff, I mean, even she said, wow, that was a great movie. It's a great movie. Tom I mean, Cruise it, just it's, no, makes it's a good great, movie. It's a, great, it's a great movie. And if you want to re recollect, we did it. We watched the original Top Gun before we went to go see it and all. But I think they did a terrific job with the movie. It was very, very entertaining. Yeah, as long as Tom Cruise doesn't talk about um, his religion, I think he's he does right. fine. And he didn't, and he didn't, and no, he didn't. He had a little something to say before. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But no, 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 no. I don't want to hear that. The same way, I don't want to hear somebody talk about politics either. <laughs> Let's keep politics out of uh, sports, please. Can we please keep politics? It was driving me crazy when I'm turning the show on to listen about what's happening in sports, and I'm turning. They're all talking about the abortion issue and stuff, and what happened with Roe versus Wade. I mean, what the hell? This is a sports program. <laughs> this is a sports program. If I want to listen to this, I can listen to the news program. That's news. Can we please keep sports by itself? My God. <laughs> um, I'm lagging on the sound. I got to. I got to play the sound here. Where it's coming. It's coming. I uh, maybe I can't get it. My internet suddenly crapped out of the website. I did. Okay, uh, yeah, by the way, the, the Lakers, uh, while we were doing this, gave up their mid-level exception for a player named Lonnie Walker the Fourth, who played for the Spurs last year. I don't know much about him except that he shot 31% from three. His three-point percentage seems to be going down every year. He is a long shooting guard, but that's I, the Lakers were, were targeted as a team that, were, that was trying to steal Gary Payne II, Otto Porter Jr., but they just used their mid-level exception for Lonnie Walker IV. I know nothing about this guy. Do you? Uh, no, I don't. And, but if he's only a 31% shooter, why in the world would you even waste time when there's guys out know. there who could be better? <laughs> I, I know one guy that I know very personally and very up close that probably could do better than that and also could probably do a lot of other things for him who is, uh, you know. Related anyway, to you? Not, you yes. know who no, I know. I know. Yeah, he's, he's your progeny. You know, I totally understand that. Speaking of your progeny, by the way, I heard another one of your sons, John, is a phenomenal golfer. Oh, is yeah. this true? 
Oh yeah, he's a like, plus handicap. John's really good. Yes. Yeah. yeah he hits it. He hits it big. He's really good. And when they they had that tournament all the years where they have uh, coaches and, and and a player playing, and the football coach from Georgia Tech would play with John, and they won a bunch of times playing in that event. But John is, uh, yeah, he's 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 a great golfer. He really That's is. What I've heard. That's what I've heard. I, I wouldn't be surprised. He, gets- he likes it as mu- that much. That I wouldn't be surprised if John, when he gets to be fifty, that he won't try to go on the senior tour. He should. Now, I, I think I think he should. I, I mean, he loves it that much. I I would, you know, I would highly, you know, I would think he would want to do that. I mean, to keep your competitive juices going. I know the one thing I miss most about not playing. That's why I had to go. I did long driving and golf, and then they got rid of all the old farts division and had great success doing <laughs> that. And then I, you know, now I'm into doing pickleball, and I'm having great success in pickleball, and I absolutely love it. But the thing is, I love the competition. I love to compete, and and you know, especially when it's something that's you know athletically about you know about athletics and stuff in fact i'm actually going to do a golf show uh week after next with charlie reimer who's a guy who puts on he's a great uh trick shark artist guy and he has a show now on tv and so i'm going to myrtle beach to go and uh, and, and do his show oh, but golf beautiful. i have so much respect for golfers i mean it's such a difficult sport but that's a whole new yes, area yes. to do a whole show just about about golf but yeah <laughs> I'd, like to see john, I'd love to see john do that it would be really fun because i love always have loved watching my boys compete in sports as a parent I mean, it's just such a joy to see oh, your sure. child out there competing, regardless of what the sport is or doing well in anything. It doesn't matter if they're doing great in a spelling bee. I mean, I mean, geez, you just have so much, you know, you love your kids so much. You want to see the best for them. And when you see them out there succeeding in whatever it is, it's just a very special time. Well, I think the next time we do a show, I, I think Leandro Barbosa should make uh, an encore uh, appearance. Well, Leandro should be about the guy from Brazil that they drafted. He likes him. Yeah, they're friends. Yeah, they're they're they're. And what about what's going on with the big three? Uh, you're coaching well, again, right? Big three is not going well because Leandro, Leandro celebrated. I think a little bit too much and stuff. And then <laughs> I, and I didn't I didn't have him for the first game. And my other player Jody Meeks had a tough game, and so we wound up losing. And then the next game, Leandro <laughs> came up, and he had a tough game, and we wound up losing another close game. So we're playing going to Dallas on Friday, and we play there on Saturday. And uh, you know the games are on on cbs so some of them then other ones are on youtube and other outlets and um we could be competitive but you know we got to win this game if we don't win this game on saturday we're really in big trouble as far as to make the playoffs oh we played against you got me hooked on it we played against we played against three of the best teams in the league and we're going up against joe johnson who's a two-time mvp now on against the triplets with lisa leslie as the coach and so we're going to have our work cut out for us and hopefully my guys will play like we're capable of playing. We only played one half. We were up six points at the halftime. And then the second half, all of a sudden we ran into a freaking wall and we couldn't put the ball in the ocean. And, and uh, it is what it is though. I mean, that's the hardest thing about being a coach is you can see the things that need to be done. You can see what's not being done, but you can't do anything about it except talk about it and hope that the players yep. make the adjustments. So no control. no control, but anyway, happy uh, 4th of July, everybody. Uh, yes. Always fun to talk before to you. We go, before we go. Last thing, real quick. Uh, because everyone can follow Rick Barry on all social media platforms. Rick Twenty Four Barry. Uh, you have two primary uh, sponsors. Who are they, sir? Give them some love before we we take off. Yeah, of course. The Medicileaf. If you're into cannabinoids, you got to give this a try. You've heard of CBD, but that's one of over 130 cannabinoids. So M E D I C I L E A F Medicileaf.com. Just check it out. Look at all of the testimonials we have. It's incredible products. I use them every single day. You put code 24 in and you'll get a really nice discount on any of the products you purchase. The other one is that I use on a regular basis. I have no cartilage in my left knee. And so my knee always could be some problems. Oh. And oh. Uh, But the cannabinoids help me a lot. But I wear a sleeve that has kinesio tape built into it. It felt so good when I first tried it. 
with uh, Roy and Darren, who were owners of the company, which is down there in the peninsula area. Um, and I, I love it so much that I wear it on my good knee when I'm playing pickleball all the time. And it's a great product as well. So you go to Ghost Sleeves, S-L-E-E-V-E-S dot com, GhostSleeves.com. Read the testimonials there. I've gotten a lot of people on it. Everybody says, oh, God, Rick, what a great product. And, and they're, they're high quality. They last a really long time. You just wash them out in cold water and just let them air dry. and They're ready to go. Um, give it a shot. RB24, small r, small b, 24 is the code there. And you can get a nice discount uh, with that as well. So, and then eventually I'm going to have a site where I can send people to a site and they can look at all the different opportunities that are there. And if you're into pickleball, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you're into pickleball, just, you know, I mean, this, this is the fastest growing sport in the United States. It is. And it's just, it's so much fun to play. I mean, it really, truly is. I think you really get hooked on it. But uh, you go to it's pickleball. It's growing so fast, Rick, that there are news stories out now of neighbors complaining about the, the noise of, of pickleball. Because yeah, so uh, many people yeah. are yeah. playing. Yeah, and people's back, yeah, people are, you know, not yeah. happy about that. So, but at pickleballconnections.com, you go to Pickleball Connections uh dot com and it's uh well actually it's my go to my pickleball connections.com forward slash rick my pickleball connections.com forward slash rick and you can get in and see all about it and you'll get a free membership it's a 50 dollars card that you get to do it doesn't cost you anything see what's there if you're really into it you can become an ambassador and it shows you a way to be able to do that and and, and make some money doing it and being involved in a sport that that you love, which is pickleball. And I love it. I played this morning. It was great and uh, had a good time and um, looking forward to uh, future tournaments and playing in some of the ones where, you know, national, the nationals are, I think later in the year for uh, that. And I'm going to the world seniors again in Utah where I won two gold medals last year in that. So um, yeah, I love it. It's awesome. Check it all out folks. But again, more than anything else, take care of yourself. Older people. Yeah. My, and the last people. thing, hey, last thing Rick, and then I'll, I'll let you go. Let's go and get checkups. Okay, real, real quick. Then your network has been rebranded. Belief finally recognized that the show should just be about you. So the whole Warriors 24 thing is done. This is now called Rick Barry's House. And I really think Canyon should have a podcast on your on your on your network, your podcast channel. Anyone can. Rick, anyone you could think of that we can bring in. We'll make a logo for them. They'll get their own show as part of Rick Barry's house. Of course, this is Rick Barry, the Rick Barry show. Uh, and we got t-shirts to sell. Follow me on Twitter at Dogs or Fro Show. My pin tweet has all of our initial apparel line. Uh, Rick, those will be coming to you soon. Um, they're great shirts and hoodies for men and women. Check it out. Uh, and as you said, Rick, happy 4th of July, sir. Always a pleasure. Go Warriors. Go Rick Barry. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Are you going to finish it? You're done? That's I it? thought you just did. That that was a good idea. No, I, I can't finish. It's your show. You, you got to finish it. I just no, wanted to get I said, no, so I already said, everybody, have a blessed 4th of July weekend. <laughs> Uh, please, please just appreciate being in this country and what this country has to offer. And if you don't like it, the government should have a program so that they give you a one-way ticket to wherever the hell you want to go. Presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.